0: Hello, all my nieces and nephews, and welcome to Auntie JoJo's library. I'm so happy to have you in my library. As always, all listeners are welcome in my library, but it was specifically created for my seven nieces and nephews. Last Tuesday, we read chapters three and four of the Calico Illustrated Classics, A Christmas Carol. Today's episode will be reading the final chapter. Chapter 5. Let's get started. Chapter 5. The End of It. Yes, the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. Best and happiest of all, the time before him was his own. Time to make his amends. I will live in the past, present, and future, Scrooge repeated, He scrambled out of bed. The spirits of all three shall live within me. Oh, Jacob Marley, heaven and Christmas time be praised for this. I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees. His face was wet with tears. They are not torn down, cried Scrooge, folding one of his bed curtains on his arm. They are not torn down at all. They are here. I am here. The shadows of what would have been may be dispelled. They will be. I am certain of it. His hands were busy with his garments, turning them in and out. I don't know what to do, he said, laughing and crying in the same breath. I'm as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel. I'm as merry as a schoolboy. Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year to all the world. Scrooge had run into the sitting room and was out of breath. There's the saucepan the gruel was in, cried Scrooge. He looked about. There's the door that the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. There is the corner where the ghost of Christmas present sat. There's the window where I saw the wandering spirit. It's all right. It's all true. It indeed happened. ha <laughs> ha. Really, for a man who had been out of practice for so many years, Scrooge had a splendid laugh. I don't know what day of the month it is. I don't know what month it is. He laughed again. I-, "'I have no clue to how long my time with the spirits had been. "'I don't know a thing. "'I am quite the baby. "'Never mind. "'What bother is that? <laughs> "'The church steeple rang out. "'Ding-dong! "'Ding-dong! "'Hammer! "'Clash! "'Clang! "'Oh, glorious, glorious!' "'Running to the window, Scrooge opened it and stuck his head out. "'No fog, no mist, just a clear, bright, happy day.' "'golden sunlight, sweet, fresh, cold air, merry bells. "'Oh, glorious, glorious. "'What's today?' Scrooge cried, "'calling down to a boy in his Sunday clothes. "'What?' asked the boy. "'What day is it?' Scrooge said again. "'Why, it's Christmas Day,' he answered. "'It's Christmas Day?' said Scrooge. "'I haven't missed it. "'The spirits have done it all in one night. "'They can do anything they like. "'Of course they can. "'Of course they can.' "'Do you know the butcher in the corner?' Scrooge asked the boy. "'Yeah, I sure do,' said the boy. "'An intelligent boy,' said Scrooge. "'A remarkable boy.' He smiled down at the boy. "'Do you know whether they've sold the prized turkey? "'The one they hung in the window. "'Not the little turkey, the big one.' "'The one as big as me?' asked the boy. "'What a splendid lad to talk to,' thought Scrooge. "'Yes, that's the one, my friend.' Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, said Scrooge. As the boy said, it was still in the window. I saw it a few minutes ago. Go and buy it. Tell them to bring it here. I'll give the man the directions of where to take it. If you come back with the man, I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you half a crown. The boy was off like a shot. "'I'll send it to Bob Cratchit's house,' whispered Scrooge, rubbing his hands together. "'He shall know who sent it. "'It's twice the size of Tiny Tim.' "'The hand in which he wrote the address was not a steady one, but he did it. "'He ran down the stairs to wait for the butcher. "'He opened the door and stood in the doorway. "'As he stood waiting, the knocker caught his attention. "'I shall love it as long as I live,' cried Scrooge. "'He patted it with his hand. "'I never looked at it before. "'What an honest expression it has on its face! "'A wonderful knocker!' The boy arrived with the butcher. Hello, turkey. What a turkey that is, Scrooge looked down the street. It's too large to carry. I'll call you a cab. Yes, a cab makes perfect sense. You must have a cab. He chuckled when he said this. He chuckled when he paid for the turkey and the cab. He chuckled until he sat down and cried. Scrooge dressed himself in his finest clothes. Shaving was not an easy task, for his hand continued to shake. Even if he had cut his nose off, he would have chuckled and carried on his merry way. At last he went out to the street. People poured forth just as they had been seen with the ghost of Christmas present. He walked with his hand behind him and gave each passerby a smile. Scrooge looked so pleasant that some men said, "'Good morning, sir, a Merry Christmas to you,' What happy words they were to his ears, joyous, happy words he had none not gone far when he saw the man who entered the counting-house the day before and said, Scrooge and Marley, I believe it sent a pang to his heart to think that this man to think what this man must think of him, but he refused to avoid the man, my dear sir, said Scrooge, quickening his pace, he took the gentleman by both hands. How do you do? "'I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very kind of you. A Merry Christmas to you, sir.' "'Mr. Scrooge, is that you?' The man blinked hard. "'Yes,' said Scrooge. "'That is my name. I fear I wasn't too pleasant with you. Allow me to ask for your pardon.' Scrooge pressed something in the man's hand. "'Will you have this goodness?' The man was astonished at what he saw. "'Lord, bless me. Are you serious?' "'If you please,' said Scrooge. "'Not a bit less.' A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. Will you do me a favor? Will you come see me sometime? The man looked at the handful of good tidings. I will, sir. I will. Thank you, said Scrooge. I am much obliged to you. I thank you fifty times. Bless you. Scrooge went to church, walked about the streets, and watched people hurrying about. He patted children on the head, questioned beggars, and looked into the kitchens of houses. Everything brought him joy everything and everyone. He never knew that a simple walk could bring him so much pleasure. In the afternoon, Scrooge turned his steps to his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to knock. "'Is your master at home, dear?' said Scrooge to a girl. "'Yes, sir,' said the girl, staring. "'Where is he, my love?' asked Scrooge. "'He's in the dining room, sir, along with his wife. I'll show you upstairs.' "'He knows me,' said Scrooge. "'I'll go in there myself.' He turned the door gently and walked in. There was Fred and his niece, just as he remembered the scene. "'Why, bless my soul!' cried Fred. "'Who's that?' asked his wife. "'It is I, your Uncle Scrooge. I've come to dinner. Will you let me in, Fred?' Scrooge felt at home in five minutes' time. What a wonderful time he had that evening. "'Wonderful, wonderful, oh, so wonderful!' But he was early at the office the next morning. Oh, he had planned it that way. If only he could be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming in later. That was the thing his heart was most set upon. And he did it. Yes, he arrived a full 18 minutes before Mr. Cratchit. Scrooge sat there with his door open so he could see when the clerk arrived. His hat off before he entered through the door. Mr. Cratchit was on his stool in a jiffy. He got down to work quickly. Hello? growled Scrooge in his accustomed voice. "'What do you mean by coming in here this time of day?' "'I'm very sorry, sir,' said Mr. Cratchit. "'I am behind my time. I'm very sorry.' "'You are?' said Scrooge. "'Yes, I think you are. Step this way, if you please.' "'It's only once a year,' said Mr. Cratchit, pleading. "'It shall not be repeated. "'I was making rather merry yesterday, sir.' "'I'll tell you what, my friend,' said Scrooge. "'I am not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer, not one bit longer. "'Do you hear me, Bob Cratchit? "'Therefore, I am about to raise your salary.' Bob trembled. He couldn't believe his ears. "'A Merry Christmas, Bob,' said Scrooge, with a sincerity that could not be mistaken. "'A merrier Christmas, Bob, my fellow, that I have given you for many years.' I'll raise your salary and help your struggling family. Let's make up roaring fires before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all and more. To Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became a good friend, a good master, and a good friend to the city. Some people laughed to see the change in him. He let them laugh, for he knew that the laughter was always good. It was quite good to wrinkle up your eyes and have a good laugh when you could. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further visits from spirits. It was always said that he kept Christmas with him throughout the year. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, everyone. It's been a pleasure to share this story with you in my library. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did, and I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you. Don't forget, there's a special bonus episode on Christmas Eve. It's a special story read by a very special guest. Grandpa Tim joins us on December 24th to read a story to you all. I'm wishing you a very merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. If you have story suggestions, send me an email at auntiejojo'slibrary@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you.